Factory Stock Podcast is back. Hey, everybody, the Denso U.S. Nationals are right around the corner. I'm Joe Costello, and we have got a great show for you on this episode. Chris Holbrook going to join us. Holbrook Racing Engines. Is he going to be there? That is the question. One CJ definitely going to be there with a Holbrook Racing Engine. That's Kevin Skinner. Kevin going to be on this show and talk a little bit about the changes that they've had to make. And Aaron Stanfield going to be holding it down for the Camaros. And everybody is going to be talking U.S. Nationals, rules package, maybe even a little controversy that's ongoing. And so definitely stick with us on this episode of Factory Stock Podcast. And it's all brought to you by Samtech.edu. Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience. In the lab, on the dyno, and at the track, Samtech can get it done. In addition to block, head, and CNC programs, they've got motorsport EFI tuning and an Associate of Applied Science degree. They're a military-friendly school approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. So start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today. The U.S. Nationals, right around the corner, wanted to reach out and connect to all you folks who love the factory cars, factory stock showdown. Very exciting. As you know, the first race of the season got down to the final round, pitting Bill Skillman versus Chris Holbrook. NHRA made a slew of rules changes. Once that was final round was rained out, it was scheduled to be and is scheduled to be run at the Denso U.S. Nationals. Obviously, because of the pandemic, everything is in flux schedule-wise. But the big go is still the biggest race of the year. It is the Super Bowl of drag racing, and drag racers in all categories are going to be headed to Indianapolis, Indiana very soon. Some are already there, as you will find out. But there are some things going on that we have to dive in and cover in that the rumor mill has suggested. And if you read the Facebook groups, I'll talk about those later. Perhaps the finalists of that first race may not even be there. So we're going to dive into that right now. Joining us now builds the power for a lot of the Cobra Jets out there. Great racer, great guy. He's done very nice things for us uh, on this show and even for NHRA's Facebook page. Basically showed us inside the cylinder heads of one of these Coyote engines. Mr. Chris Holbrook. Chris, welcome back to Factory Stock Podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks, Joe. Uh, it's good to be uh, part of the show again. And uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, things uh, turn around for the class, but uh, on my end, you know, but, uh, um, you know, it's good to be here. Well, let's uh, let's dive into that because we've got the, the Denso U.S. Nationals. We've got this is a big race that we have promoted. If you're a fan of these factory stock cars, this is maybe the best place to see it. So we're getting hyped up to go to the race. You're in the final round against Bill Skillman from a the first race of the year where some amazing performances that then brought on some rules changes. And so as much as we are excited about going to the race, I've heard some rumors that you might not be going to the race. So why don't you just, and I know you post on Facebook a lot, but our listeners who subscribe to the podcast are fans, lay it out. Like, what's the status of you and your team, and what do you think, and, and all of that, with a final round yet to run? Well, you know, I really, truly want to be there. And, you know, I just think that um, NHRA jumps too quickly on making rule changes 
especially, you know, towards the forwards. You know, some people may not think that way, but it just, you know, we worked our tails off last year and, you know, rule, rule change after rule change. And, you know, after the first race of this year, you know, to, to hit us as hard as they did, you know, the, I talked with the Skillmans and they were not happy at all. And, and we kind of made a, uh, a group decision that, you know, hey, we're going to sit this final out. You guys are not going to go and run a final. You're in a final as a statement to the National Hot Rod Association. I, I just don't want to misstate it or have it be misunderstood by someone because you guys are, we've tracked it. You've had to update your cars several times. I'm sure you know exactly how many times it's been. Yes. And, you know, like I said, I really do want to be there, but, you know, it's just, I think, you know, uh, we just got to sit this one out. So yes, uh, we will not be there. Um, I know, uh, one of my customers, Kevin Skinner is going to be there and, uh, I, I hope he does well. Um, it's, it's going to be hard with this new rule change, but he's, he's a good racer and, uh, you know, hopefully he can get the job done for us. The black hammer, Kevin Skinner, great guy. Oh. Had him. Black hammer, yes. Yeah, and he he put the name on his car because we pressured him greatly, and I'm not going to pressure you though as much as I would would love to see you there, and I just want to understand. I got to admit, my technical savvy is okay, but limited, and so once we start going to the bottom pulley. I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. I know that the top pulley bigger, bigger, bigger. I got it, got it, got it. But now this change, explain what it does to your cars. Well, it just it just basically slows the blower speed way down. You know, uh, you know. I talked to the Skinners when they went testing, and you know, they said they just bolted the lower pulley on and went out and went testing with everything the same, and they said it was just. Just, you know, let the brake go off the starting line, and I said it was just a, a just a pig. You know, I mean, so again, here you go, changing ratios and and all kinds of things that cost a lot of money that we change to try to make the car go faster. Now we got to change it, you know, because they want to slow the cars down, and they just I don't know. It just I don't know. I I. I think there's just a lot of politics in this class right now. And it just, with everything going on this year, you know, it just, it's a horrible season already. And it just, I think it just, it's best just to sit out, you know? Oh, I understand. And uh, obviously I respect your decision and the idea that there's other things going on in the world that may contribute to that decision makes perfect sense to me. I'm living it as well. We did well, re- go ahead. Well, trust, well, trust me, you know, I had three wins at, at Indy, and to be so close to getting a fourth one, it just kills me not to be there. And, uh, you know, my hands are kind of tied, you know, uh, you know, because I, I don't want, you know, Skillman's aren't going, so I don't want to go there either and take the easy win, and I don't think he would want to do the same. So we both kind of agreed that we both wouldn't go, and we made that decision when the rules were uh, changed and uh, we got to stick to them, you know, I, I understand that. Well, you know, you're kind of uh, in a pact a little bit. And if you just decided to show up, 
that would uh, be disrespectful to your fellow racer. We we reached out to the vice well, president. Well, that, that and, and I might lose a very good customer, you know, and I don't want that to happen. No, I know? I understand that. That makes makes perfect sense. So we reached out to Ned Walliser, who is the vice president of competition, just trying to understand. Here's what I know for sure that uh, every time there is a rules change, they're making it for a reason, and it costs considerable money. And Drew has been very honest and forthright to us about, you know, like at least $10,000 because the torque converter and several other aspects must be readjusted and changed, not to mention the work that goes along with it. Um, But here's what Ned had to say via email in a comment. Obviously, they're very uh, I did invite him to come on the show, but he's as you can imagine, dealing with a lot of different stuff. But he did provide this quote. The uh, Factory Stock Showdown Rules Committee has always uh, committed to parity amongst all manufacturers and combinations participating in the category. Other than safety, it is truly the biggest topic the FSS Rules Committee seeks. 8 flat to 790 has been and continues to be the number where we feel most comfortable as we do not want to get any closer to the chassis restriction of 7.50. That said... The parity amongst all brands and combinations is what we are seeking, uh, says Ned Wallace, or vice president of competition. Now, don't don't get me wrong. That was July 31st that he sent that. But I think everything's still uh, up to up to speed from that. If if that's the angle and we've heard these cars are going 750s now in other trim, I kind of understand if that's what they're saying. It's almost like you've got this thoroughbred, no pun intended, being a Mustang that is just more powerful than you ever imagined it would be. Can you speak on that a little bit? Because it's just, it's been amazing to watch the numbers go down if you guys are able to Well, I mean, in, in legal trim at, at, a, at like another association, you know, the fastest we've been, you know, I hold the record at 766 at the moment. You know, the 750s was at a um, kind of a race that the racers put on, so there was really not much tech department going on so you know but as far as as a organized association the fastest pass so far has been 766 and you know when we went to the race in indy you know summer nationals we had two qualifying runs and being the first race of the season uh, because of the COVID, you know you don't know where everybody's going to lay so you you know, you set your car up to qualify well, and, you know, we happened to lay down a good pass and went 791, you know, and and to get just penalized for the first race out, and, it's, it's, and, and they don't even have the final run, and then to change the rules even before the finals even completed, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. No, I, and uh, that's, that's something that, is personal and can't be argued with. You would have liked to have seen them let you guys run the final under the old rules or keep the old rules static for the duration of the season. I go on social media. So do our listeners. In fact, we post the show directly in several of those Facebook groups because that's where the fans are. We're trying to build fans and keep them informed. And I know I'm noticing, you know, we want inter factory rivalry right we want that dodge versus ford versus camaro rivalry we're getting it there are people that are angry literally about it and they think that it's you know the rules are coming to placate or benefit another manufacturer do you think that's the case or you think it's just a genuine technology issue well i don't know you know 
I would really like to see what would happen if, if things were turned a little bit. Let's say there was a couple Chryslers, one and two qualifier, and the Fords were number 15 and 16 qualifier. Would the same rules be, you know, changed that drastically? You know, I don't know. And, and we'll never know that because it just, you know, it, it just ended up the way it did. I'm just saying, you know, after one race, you know, when everybody was just kind of, you know, just getting out and racing and and adjusting the rules so drastically after one race, I think they should at least wait until the second race. And then, you know, let's make some of the other guys spend some money, you know, maybe give some rule changes to them to help them speed up a little bit. You know, I know that, like you said, they're trying to keep it 790 to 80. Well, we went 791, you know, so you let them give them a little bit to let them spend some money to get, you know, closer to where we are. And that's just the way I look at it, you know. And I cannot like, you know, doing this interview, of course, I want to be able to push back and maybe punch a, a little hole in an argument. I understand. Hard for me to, to do that when you say that, when we consider just a, a family, a business who loves racing, they buy a car, they want to race it, and then they got to change the rules several times in a row. It makes sense that that would be challenging. Um, and what you just said about making some of the other guys, you know, try to speed them up a little and meet in the middle, that does that does make sense. But let me ask you about the technology. You were very generous to give us on our intention in the pits show. It was a factory cylinder head, but still the understanding of like what we're talking about here with airflow and max RPM, all of those things. Is it ever going to be possible to have these two technologies on even footing genuinely uh, with you got a pushrod V8 for those two and you got this with the uh, dual, dual overhead cams? It just seems like they're from two different planets. Well, I think, you know, maybe uh, one thing would be to do a, you know, everybody runs the same supercharger you know let's say everybody runs a whipple three liter and start there you know i can't believe i'm saying that because i think that's a lot of our advantage is that this whipple three liter supercharger is it, it's just a, a very good supercharger and it makes power you know and i think if you did like a spec blower and say let's 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 have a test session with nhra there and everybody make passes, and let's let's start there. You know, I mean, right now, you know, you got three different blower combinations with three different, you know, uh, manufacturers. So it, it's going to be hard to keep the you know the parity, you know, close. You know, because everybody's running a different supercharger just on top of that. You know, so it's not just the engines. There's a supercharger on top of these engines too, and. If you don't run like a spec blower, then I think it's going to be hard to, to get the, the parity. A lot of elements. No, it is. It's complex. It's challenging. One thing I think we all agree on is everybody loves these cars and really love the the idea of this category early on. And, and you know, racing is racing. We've seen this happen in other categories, too, and kind of get sideways. Um, you know, Drew's not going. You're not going. Uh, I've heard that Drew's not going. You, you say he's not going. So I believe you, of course, at this moment. But as we get closer, we're still a little bit out. Is there any conversation planned? 
for you guys in the Skillmans maybe to reassess the possibilities of trying to plead your case in person, that kind of thing? Well, you know, I, I kind of talked to Bill Skillman last night, and, you know, I they got their mind made up that they, they want to sit this out and, uh, and see what happens in the future. And they just, I think they're just tired and, you know, uh, when they can go somewhere else and, and have fun and, and not be treated like they're putting a scope up your butt every time you turn around, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I, 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 in a way I don't blame them. You know, like when we were at the summer nationals, every time I turned around, you know, they're coming over and, you know, getting my, my big stuff data off my, off my fuel injection, get my race belt data, have me jack up the car, checking my rear ratio and the, and the gear ratios. And it just, you know, it's just like, I can't even, how do you concentrate on racing when, you know, you, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's, it's just very tough. I understand, Chris. I appreciate it. The bummer is, uh, you know, for someone like me, like this is your business and racing is your business. And I'm uh, an announcer, podcaster, drag racing fan. I want to see those cars out there and I want to have Ford fans have a dog in the fight and, and be excited about it in the end. And so obviously I'm disappointed, but I understand where you're coming from on this. And I would just like to try well, to get to a resolution for all the people uh, that are on these Facebook pages and out there, fans of the category, like eventually we got to figure out how to dial this in. Right. And trust me, you know, being, you know, in a final and we're going to run at the U.S. Nationals, seeing your name on the top of the points for the championship and then not going, I mean, you know how difficult this is for me. It's just, it's, it's tough. I'll tell you that. Is this a one race uh, thing or because, you know, there's the remainder of the schedule. We're hearing stories. We're very fortunate that some of the pandemic related numbers and states that we race are looking more favorable. So maybe we'll be able to continue the schedule as as we had planned it. Uh, Is this like a one race thing or are you guys, uh, you know, going to see how how it is received? Well, I I guess it depends on what happens with the class and the rules, you know, Uh, you know, if. Skinner goes there and he's way off the pace, maybe they'll look at that, you know. And and, and that's the other thing is, you know, they're looking at, you know, one engine builder, you know, with with three Fords that, that ran fast at that first race. You know, I, I wish there were some other Fords there. I'm not saying that they would be slow, but I'm just saying they're basing it off of basically one team. And it's not just Fords, it's just basically one team and I don't know it's it's a tough job on both sides you know and and I just don't know what the answer is right now no I I understand and not all situations are easily fixed that's especially in this (laughs) in this world of drag racing with multiple manufacturers and trying to keep things reasonable and affordable and trying to keep fans interested there's uh, it's it's not a simple thing but I understand where you're coming from. I got to tell you, though, bummed, man. Would love to see you there. You know, we love the car and we love when you're there and battling it out. I just, uh, you know, hoping for some method of parity that is acceptable to everyone. And I know Dodge has got some new specs for a car that's not going to be able to be out there. And there's just a lot of elements involved in this. And, and we want to we want to keep it simple, right? We want to see our favorite drag racers out there battling. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I will definitely miss being there. And 
I mean, that's for sure. And I, I just hope, uh, just hope I'm making the right decision. Yeah, no, I can feel the, uh, the I, can, I can feel the gravity of it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And I'm not, all right, I'm going to pressure you a little bit. I understand the reasoning. <laughs> But maybe you need to call Bill and Drew. Maybe I need to call Bill and Drew. I, I don't have that kind of juice with them. I, d- I know I don't. But, you know, there's only one U.S. Nationals, and there's only one 2020 U.S. Nationals, given this uh, crazy, horrific circumstance we've all lived through. And you got a shot to win two races in the same weekend at the big go. It's rare. Yes, I know. But, uh I guess it is what it is. <laughs> no, I, I understand where you're coming from on that. But most importantly, thank you for coming on this podcast. I really appreciate it. When we started it, I wanted it to be a direct conduit. Maybe it's not exactly the stuff that happens on Facebook, but I feel like, you know, conversation sometimes better than posting. And uh, I love how you wear your heart on your sleeve and that you care and you've built this amazing engine and it makes a lot of power. And it's fun to watch, and the cars are incredible. And uh, I understand you're, uh, you're you're doing something right now. And so thank you for taking the time. It would have been real easy to just say, nah, no comment. I, I appreciate you making the comment and continuing the conversation. I'm, I'm pretty confident that uh, some folks at the NHRA occasionally listen to the podcast. And this one I would imagine they, they will. And, you know, we're just trying to sort it, sort it all out. Who knows? Yep, I agree. And uh, I appreciate you having me on here. Chris, thank you very much. Congratulations on, you know, the success making the final round. And, uh, you know, hope to see you at a racetrack as soon as is possible. Can you get it all dialed in and worked out? Thank you for doing this. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Chris. Chris Holbrook with us here on Factory Stock Podcast. And you could hear that Chris wants to be at the race, but he's not going to be at the race. And, And it all makes sense in everybody's unique scenario. It all makes sense. And uh, just for those that are fans of the class like I am that wants to see great racing, it's obviously a big bummer. But if you're a Ford fan and you love the CJs and you want to go to battle, you got a couple of guys there. And one of them is bringing a hammer. He's bringing a black hammer. And that is Kevin Skinner, who joins us now. Kevin, welcome to Factory Stock Podcast. Uh, Chris Holbrook kind of just told us that you're going to be the guy flying the flag for his racing engines. Uh, are, how ready for the big go are you? Uh, we're, I'd say we're decently ready. We got everything together, and right now we are actually at Indy at like the Pro Mod test sort of deal, and we're going to run tomorrow and see how everything goes with the new pulleys and stuff and the changes if we need to make any changes for next week and we can get ready for it that way. Excellent. No, that's that's great to hear and have you. Uh, so the new combination and the new rules, the pulley, the upper, the lower, and obviously it's reduced power. Have you made any runs or this will be the first uh, live action test? Yeah, we made a, a couple runs not too long ago at uh, Dragway 42, which isn't too far from the house. So we were able to go there and we had we had other problems we had to take care of. But it's it, it definitely killed it quite a bit. I mean, it's. It's kind of like a herd of turtles leaving the starting line. It's, it's not very, it's not like it used to be. That's for sure. Leaving the leaving the starting line. So we only made some short hits, like three thirty and uh, half track, and it seemed okay. So we're here at Indy to figure it the rest of the way out and hopefully get ready for the U.S. Nationals. And that is the point that uh, the given rules of any year or day or circumstance, and maybe uh, we're at a 
kind of a tough circumstance right now trying to sort out parity, but it's still the U.S. Nationals and you still have a shot to win. Uh, judging by the entry list at the time of our interview, I see two Cobra Jets. I'm thinking there'll be more, though, for for that reason. This is still the U.S. Nationals. Go out and try to win this deal. Right. You would, you would hope so, but I don't, I don't know. I know a lot of the four guys are pretty distraught because it seems about every year or every after every race since last year, we've been changing stuff and chasing it. And, you know, it's not when you just look at it on paper, it's like, okay, you just bolt a pulley on. Well, it's not really just bolting a pulley on. Then you got to change your gearing and torque converters and everything else. And I know, like it's stepped back so far that people are starting to change transmission gearing. And then, the, you know what I mean? It's just leads on and on and on. And then you got to test this stuff and it's, it's just a lot to it. It's not just bolting a pulley on and saying, all right, well, we're good to go now, you know? So there's definitely a lot to it. And we've been doing that for two seasons now, it seems like. So it's, it's definitely disheartening. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I can I can understand. Like I've got a sympathy for everybody involved, including the rules makers, because uh, you know they're trying to achieve parity, and you guys have got this great uh, engine combination that is really quick and really fast. Um, but at the same time, winning races, going out there, uh, you'll have a Holbrook engine. He's interested in what you're going to do. And uh, I know that you and the family racing team, and of course the Black Hammer, want to go out there and, and hold it down for the Ford Bunch. You're you're like, you're the guy. Not that Don Fazell isn't, but you've got a different combination than he does. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see how you can battle it out. So what's your, like, let's assume the test goes well. What's your race strategy? Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> we'll see. We've got to kind of get through the test first. I mean, it's the same as we always do. Just try to go A to B and have a good light. And usually our car 60 foot are uh, pretty well compared to everybody else. So we're just going to keep on trying to hammer with that strategy that's worked with us uh, before and in years past. So that's, that's really kind of it. Just get after it early as, as much as we can and just, Hope the short numbers can carry us through the rest of the way down the track in a good light and see what happens. Now, when you've got a car that's capable of, well, really, I don't know if we know what the potential is of your combination. And uh, maybe you should speak on that a little bit. Chris would have been good to talk about that. But it's a, there's a bit of a cat and mouse game in all motorsports at all times. Like if you've got something, you don't want to show it until the right time and win the race that having been said but this engine combination is relatively new and as development goes on it's just getting quicker and quicker and faster and faster and more powerful but then when you take a big step back like you're doing changing the upper and lower and spinning everything so much slower it's got to feel very crazy too it's got to feel different to drive the car that way oh yeah for sure it feels like i'm like back bracket racing it almost sure going on so maybe i'll be more aware of what's going on down the track and maybe that'll help us out some and maybe that'll help with tuning as well with uh really getting a good feel for the car so i it might help us it's it's definitely going to hurt our et wise it might help us with figuring stuff out but i don't know it's going to be a lot to come over on race day that's for sure and we've seen with the nine inch wide tire that power management is a big issue and i'm not trying to make lemonade out of the lemons that is the rules change but 
it does uh, seem that if you have less power on the starting line, you maybe don't have to worry about blowing the tires off as often as it has happened over the past couple of years. We've seen some real, like, amazing just blow-em-off situations. Thinking about those qualifying sessions at the first Indy race, it was tough tough to get down, period. Right. I'm, I'm not. Actually, that's how I won the one of the first races in 15 was English Town, and everybody seemed to have more power than me, but I just went down the track every time. So we were able to get a win that way. Maybe it'll work out in the favor in Indy, but the weather's looking uh, pretty decent for next week. It's high 70s, mid 80s, so I don't think we'll have a scoldering hot 90 day, but it never hurts to try to think that way, that's for sure. Yeah, well, exactly. Very, very interesting. All right, so uh, we're going to have Aaron Stanfield on next, and obviously we've had Chris, and this kind of a this whole year has been just uh, out of the ordinary, to say the least, in many ways disappointing, but we all understand why. There's something larger going on. But the grumbling about the class and, you know, fans wanted to see this great season, and it's just not quite happened just yet, but maybe we get going in the right direction You've got people that listen to you, certainly on the podcast. They all know that you put the black hammer on your hood because of this show, and we appreciate it. And I, I think you've gotten good positive feedback. But what would you say to those people out there, the fans of the class who are maybe a little confused or maybe a little, you know, I'm watching a lot of fight, fighting on Facebook pages and stuff. What would you say to the folks out there that love the cars, that are in on the drivers, but right now maybe just a little off? Uh I'd say hopefully just stick with it. Hopefully they'll get it figured out. I know there's rumors of Dodge building another 50 cars, so hopefully once they've built the 50 cars and get that accepted into the rules, maybe it'll become more parity in line and we'll be we'll be back to running fast. I know we're kind of pulling back because I know Chrysler hasn't built a car in a while, it seems like, so maybe that's why, and hopefully they'll get the new car out and we'll be back to racing hard and going faster here shortly. Simple as that. Simple as that. Kevin, I, I thank you for coming on the Factory Stock Podcast. Appreciate it. Love the love the sound effects, too, in the background. That's pretty cool. Uh, would, love yep. to, would love to speak with you after a win, though. And uh, I know you're going to be trying real hard to go get it done. The Black Hammer going to be out there in a couple of weeks at the Denso uh, U.S. Nationals. Good luck. And, of course, thank you for coming on this podcast and giving us your side of the story. And if you have a final thought, lay it on us uh, before we let you go. I'll just hopefully just stick with the class and hopefully they'll get it figured out sooner or later. And we'll just try to keep racing as long as we don't feel like, or until we feel like we don't have a chance to win, I guess. So we'll keep going. There you go. No, that's great. There, That is great. Kevin, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Joe. Next up, Factory Stock Podcast. What a show it has been as we get ready for the Denso U.S. Nationals. And hopefully you guys will be out there or watching on NHRA.TV. While I got you, uh, click subscribe, of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, however you listen to this show. And you know these shows, they come out a little less frequently than some of the other podcasts that I do. WFO Radio, of course. We have less races. But... You've got to subscribe so you never miss one. And, of course, share it with your friends. You're hearing all kinds of great opinions. Let's get one from a Chevrolet driver who is also a very busy man. He's running pro stock. He's running top dragster when they run it. He just won a race very recently, but he'll be tuning his tail off this weekend at the Big Go, Mr. Aaron Stanfield. Aaron, welcome back. How are you? 
Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on again. Hey, Doing good. How, congratulations on the win a few weeks ago. Top Dragster. Uh, you know, I don't know if the Factory Stock Showdown crowd keeps up with Top Dragster. I keep up with them all, and I know winning any kind of race out there at the NHRA level is a big deal. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that is a, that's a tough deal and just shows your versatility. All right, so we're talking about the big go here. Give me your Stanfield Racing Engines team preview first. Uh, you did, did pretty well first race out. Uh, got beat with a big reaction time advantage. Have you been able to find some power? How's the team? Lay it on us. Um, we definitely, we've definitely been working hard. Um, engines have been on and off the dyno and uh, we're just trying to find find some power to bridge that gap between us and the Fords. Um, we we just recently went out and did some testing with a new pulley configuration, and everything went seemed to go pretty good. And we're just we've been working. We're excited to see how our hard work pays off for the U.S. Nationals. Very interesting. Now, uh, explain what the pulley configuration update that you guys received after the first race of the season what was it designed to do for you guys um i think i believe it was around a a close to two percent um lower speed reduction so that'll that'll slow us down a couple of hundreds for sure um and uh it you know it's it sometimes it's when it's not that big of a pulley change like this one it, it doesn't totally change the configuration of everything and uh, we just just trying to do our best and of maximizing it. It it it's more than just uh, sticking a pulley on there and and seeing seeing how what kind of difference it makes. It, it changes many aspects of the car and of the engine. Yeah, that's something that we're all learning. That it's a, a you know a, a stew, if you will, of all these combinations of elements. And if you change one, now you have to change several others to make it happy it just it's not like uh you know some would say from the nascar world you throw a restrictor plate on it and just go race it they spent millions of dollars on restrictor plate intakes and cylinder heads and all these different things to get around that if you make a change there's several other elements that have to also be changed for the car to run what properly even not just to its maximum uh, potential but properly absolutely it's definitely definitely changes changes things for sure all right, so we had Holbrook on, and you could, at this time, there's no way for you to know uh, what he's saying. But at the start of the show, he pretty much announced that he and Bill Skillman are not going to be at the race um, just because of the, the all the different rules changes that are coming their way. You guys got hit with a rules change as well. The Fords do seem to have a power advantage. As a Chevrolet competitor, you, I'm sure, follow the commentary out there maybe not the social media if you're smart but if you watch the facebook groups you can see that it's it's chaos out there people are angry they're upset ford people are angry they're upset chevy people are angry upset you're a competitor you've got multiple cars out there this is your business how do you how do you rationalize what happens and why it happens and how do you feel about it it's it's definitely tough uh and it's a very touchy situation to navigate um it's very unfortunate to hear that holbrook and the skillmans won't be racing Um, they're very very good competitors and they're very smart and they work work really hard and um you know we enjoy racing against them for sure um it's like i said it's it's just a very touchy situation and 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 i understand their standpoint of of having to 
re you know redo everything on the car and with the engine it when you when you change a pulley and it's that significant of a of an amount it it changes you know how how the camshaft work how the ratios in the car work how the converter works and um like i said i understand it and then i also understand another another part of it and it's the fact that we've got three totally different engine combination platforms and at some point it it has to be it has to have some type of uh has to be controlled somehow um otherwise you'll you'll see what we saw at the at the beginning of the you know beginning of the season last year where the the Fords did have a significant advantage um and like i said it's it's tough because everybody everybody's uh you know spending a lot of money and and working very hard and uh, you know like like i said chris holbrook's very smart um and he's he's always done a really good job in anything he's ever raced um but and and not to say in or not to sound negative in any way but um he's definitely not the only smart smart person in the class for sure no, I, I got it. You guys are going to have four cars attempting to qualify. Archie Cohn, Stephen Bell, the car that you're driving, which I believe is a new car for 2020. You get me up to speed on that. And uh, David Janik uh, and the Janik brothers, of course, helping you run pro stock with Elite, which has been very entertaining to watch. So you're very busy out there. But this is going to be a very busy weekend. Uh, talk about the level of... Uh, of competitiveness as as you go out there there's going to be a, a camaro show at least uh as of now there's going to be a couple of cjs out there uh judging by the entry list right now we'll see what happens with the dodges not on there just yet but i i'm pretty confident they'll be there certainly hoping so but um you know when it comes to chevrolet versus chevrolet competition where do you guys feel you guys stack up it looked pretty good in the first race i i feel like um for the most part that we we're doing a really good job with our cars and and uh we just we try not to get caught up in it too much and just try to focus on you know these are our tools and let's let's make the best of them and uh like i said we've been working really hard and um i think i think our i think our results are going to show in in uh the u.s nationals i hope and um i i uh i feel like we've we've done a done a good job and 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 probably the best best we can do with our tools and i'm just looking forward to it the uh, design of the engine layouts for engine uh you know we joke these days you know engine geeks right like people are really into it um you know four valves per cylinder versus pushrod v8 two different technologies and it's just a challenge uh obviously chevrolet working really hard they want to win um, you know, all kinds of rumors about what's coming in the future. You're getting a lot out of what you've got. But I saw you put a, a, a big hole shot on the starting line and had what felt like half a car. And on the top end of the racetrack, you guys kind of got freight trained. Uh, if you're a Ford fan <laughs> right now, if you're a Ford fan, you're like, yeah, that's right. Um, what, how do you make sense of all of that? And tell me about that specific run. What did you think as you went through that? Uh, of course it, it's always, um, disheartening, I guess you could say whenever, whenever you can grab that advantage off the start line and, and not be able to pull off that round win. Um, obviously the Fords have, um, found some, found some more power over the winter 
and uh it definitely it definitely showed i mean he just he he drove around me down there at the finish line um normally in a heads-up class i do a good job of not looking over but he started he he started getting out in front of me where i could see him without looking over and pulling away from me pretty good so that's of course aggravating um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine it would be Aaron. I, you know, that's not the most intelligent question I've ever asked, but the emotion of the moment, at least we get to share it. Yes. Uh, it's, a, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. We're, we're all out there. Um, of course we're, we're all drag racers. Um, we all want the advantage. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, so if it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, create parody off of off of drag racers opinion of it um it it definitely has to be done done outside of of the racers themselves um i think for the just just for the specific reason that um we all we all definitely want the advantage um because we're we're all out there we're all you know trying to do the same thing we're all trying to trying to win win the race Ned Walliser, VP of competition, gave us a, a quote via email a couple of weeks back. I wanted to have him on the show. They are very, very busy, as you can imagine, organizing everything that's going on in the NHRA, multiple levels. He was kind enough to uh, type out this quote, and I read it to Chris. And I want to read it to you just so you understand, because I really feel that this category is loved by the people who know it and love it. And maybe we're in a tough spot right now. And I think it's important that everybody try their best to do whatever it takes to save it and get along with the vision. Uh, so this is what the vision is from the rules makers. And I, I want your opinion about it. If it's, you know, if it's possible, what you think, um, because there are some who don't. We've spoken with Drew about this and Drew. This is not the vision that he has uh, at least communicated on our show. Uh, the Factory Stock Showdown Rules Committee has always committed to parity amongst all manufacturers and combinations participating in the category. Other than safety, it is truly the biggest topic that the FSS Rules Committee seeks. Eight flat to 790 has been and continues to be the number where we feel most comfortable as we do not want to get any closer to the chassis restriction of 750. That said, the parity amongst all brands and combinations is what we are seeking. So this that's the why. Like, hey, race fans, this is why. Eight flat, 790, somewhere in there, we want to keep these cars because of the chassis restriction at 750. We've spoken with Drew, and our listeners can go back into the archive in here, and Drew says it's not possible to hold back technology. You just cannot hold back racers, racer mentality, and racer technology. We don't want to just go the same ET all the time. Like, that's not going to happen. We're not going to not work on our cars. We're not going to try to not make them faster, if that makes sense. There's a lot of knots in there. Uh, How do you... How do you view it, understanding what they're trying to balance, right? They want people to be able to go out and buy a car and do some work to it and spend money. None of this is cheap, but not have it be pro stock. Yes. Um, to, um, you know, to an extent, I, I definitely can agree with Drew. Um, you know, just like I, just like I said, uh, we're drag racers and we always, we're always looking for that advantage, right? Um, and at the same time, I can understand the safety aspect of it. These cars are really heavy, and you know we we get in a 760 range, and a 3,600 pound car hitting the wall at 180 miles an hour won't definitely won't be good. Um, 
and at the end of the day, it's it's like we always say, um, we're playing an NHRA sandbox. Um, they're laying out the rules on how we need to play. There's a, there's a reason why us racers don't <laughs> don't lay out the rules, um, and and it's it's up to us to play by the rules. Um, whether we want, you know, whether whether we want to play by their rules and race, or or if we don't. Got it. No, and, listen, uh, there it us, is. Us, yep. <laughs> no, I I get it, and uh, it's it's a delicate balancing act. I just wish that you know, I wish we can uh, dial it all in and get to a point where we have achieved this parity. It's just a a little a little tough um, right there. Uh, I'm going to ask you something that's totally vague, maybe unfair of me. But what uh, Holbrook said was, and thank you for for doing this. I'm really hoping that the fans of Factory Stock Showdown will share this show around so that everyone can realize if if nothing else, everybody wants best for the category. But Holbrook says that it's tough always being the one that has to change your car. And he would love for you guys to have to do some things to change your cars to just spread that expense around. If they were going to do something for you guys to pick you up a little bit, what would you want them to do? Like what would, would be give back supercharger? Would it be take, take off some weight? Do you not want that? Because then it sends some sort of signal that you can't run with them. Like I wonder where your head is at on that. Definitely. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think anybody would be opposed, um, opposed to maybe, maybe putting, putting a smaller pulley on the blowers and speeding, you know, speeding the blowers up so we can, we can make more horsepower. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that would be a problem anyways from our camp. If, if that was what, what needed to be done for the, uh, for the best of the class, for sure. If, uh, if what it took was us speeding our cars up to, to try to keep up with the forge to, to try and spread that expense out and, um, I I know personally I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Interesting. Well, um, yeah. I think, go ahead. I think I just I I, I think that is a uh, fair and and like Drew said, you this class is always going to be evolving because it's a heads up class and cars are going to they're going to speed up at at a certain point. It's gonna gonna be hard to to keep them slowed down. Well, things do evolve, and uh, the X factor is, and we're not going to have one on this show, uh, is the Dodges, right? The the third element to this parody. It's not about slowing Fords down and speeding up Chevrolets. There is the Dodge brand, which, from what I understand, has a new combination that is approved, but because of our pandemic situation and various other elements, maybe is not going to you know be seen. Uh, for a little while or or not who knows there's many layers to it but that complicates the issue because having spoken with those guys they're trying to get all their et in the first 60 feet and having a tough go of it absolutely they've they've definitely had to make uh you know we have to to make the chevrolets have to make uh really good runs to to keep up with the to even get close to the fords and it's uh the same the same way with the dodgers they've even even um you know i think i think they might have not not have made the best showing at the first indy race um with their with their cars in my personal opinion um um but they definitely um they could probably use some help as well as we could interesting well and and that's that's the deal we've got to just see and uh chris to his credit like he was 
it sounded, you know, uncomfortable a little bit. And if Chris is listening, like I thank him for coming on because he sounded uncomfortable. And and you're a little, I can tell it's not what racers want to be talking about, right? You want to be talking about cutting sure. the light and getting the power to the ground and getting that chassis to work however you choose. I prefer wheels in the air, but I know it's slower. And trying to win races, especially the Denso U.S. National. So let me uh, let me just put you on that. Uh, this is such a significant race, such a big deal. Um, what would it mean to win this race, the U.S. Nationals, as a, as a tuner, but more importantly, as a driver? Um, we've been very close a couple times at the U.S. Nationals. Um, my dad's my dad's won it once in in a pro stock. Um, I've I've never won, you know, won at the U.S. Nationals, and like I said, we've been close in the in the showdown cars. So this would be be very huge for us um as of any race but this one in specific it's this is this is the big deal this is the this is the super bowl of drag racing and this is where everybody brings their biggest baddest stuff and we all go out there and and see who can do it awesome So this you know of course it would be it would be a dream come true for me to to make it happen now what would you say to the fans of the category out there Ford Chevrolet Dodge or otherwise as someone who tunes four cars is intimate with uh, the technology who's a young person who would love to do this something like this for the next 10 15 years of your life to the folks out there that are maybe uh, I don't want to say losing interest because I don't think that's the right way to say it but maybe a little ruffled about the way things have gone generally um, like I've said, it's just a just a, t- a very touchy situation. Um, I definitely have to say, stick with the class. It's I mean, it's it's awesome. We've got you've got basically, you know, a lot of a lot of streetcar components in a in a race, and we've turned them into race cars. And and I mean, it's impressive how fast these things are going. And and it'll just it just will continue to the racing is going to continue to get better. And um, you know, we're us at Stanfield Racing, we're going to keep working and we're going to keep trying to bridge that gap, um, regardless of, of of any any pulley configuration, and, and we're going to just try to keep going out there and doing the best we can do. That's great. That's exact. That's the heart of a racer. Aaron Stanfield, congratulations on your top dragster win. Congratulations on a you know a solid start in pro stock. Still uh, getting comfortable with those cars. Amazing. And uh, congratulations on tuning four factory stock showdown cars. And good luck, of course, in the Denso U.S. National. Say hello to your dad, of course, and thank you so much for coming on our factory stock podcast. Will do. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron Stanfield with us here on Factory Stock Podcast. You could hear from our three guests that everybody is very passionate. They've got so much into this class as we get ready for the Denso U.S. Nationals. It's going to be very interesting to see how it all works out. But we can't have a Factory Stock Podcast without checking in with the folks from Sam Tech. Mr. Brian Massengill joins us now. Brian, here we go, the big go. But it is my understanding you're getting ready for uh, some big wind and maybe some big rain. Are you okay? Uh, everything's okay. Uh, thankfully, overnight, the, the Hurricane Laura started pushing itself um further east now that just means houston's okay beaumont and parts of louisiana and down in the gulf coast is going to get battered by probably about a category four hurricane um so there's still a lot of people that are going to need a lot of help when all this is said and done however um the school and everything should be okay 
Well, that is that is you know good news uh, personally. Obviously, bad news being right. in South Florida. That thing just went by, right by us, and we were concerned for a little bit. But I'm amazed at how rapidly it has accelerated, uh, and that's just kind of the the thing these days. They accelerate pretty quickly. It was a tropical storm when it went by us, but you know there are people who are getting ready for the U.S. Nationals, and hopefully, uh, we you know we are excited about that, and we can do two things at once. Uh, we've had a very interesting show here this week. What a bizarre season it is has been zero continuity hopefully now we're about to get rolling uh in pandemic world but chris holbrook has informed us he's he's not going to go to the race uh kevin skinner he's going to be at the race and try with the new rules combinations and it's just everybody seems a little off center i i think so i think this year's been a, a chaotic one for everybody in a lot of different ways um, whether that's trying to run a business or trying to stay employed or, um, you know, just how to navigate all of this stuff, um, whether it's storms or pandemics or anything else that's going on. Um, it, it is a little crazy. Um, you know, we're still aiming for that 32-car field, obviously. Um, I know that some of the Fords aren't happy with the rules package that they got. Um, I know some of the Chevys aren't happy with the rules package they got. Uh, you know, they, they haven't won a race, but in a while and NHRA keeps slowing them down. I understand that gripe. I, I, uh, I know the, the Dodgers need to, you know, needed a new combination this year and because of COVID, they're not going to get it. So there's just a lot of things in flux and, and, you know, for us to be at the U S nationals and it really only be our second race, um, uh, the season not even, I guess it's going to be kind of two races, but we're not going to finish our first one, I guess. Um, I, I think that, I think that it's it's been an interesting year, and I think that we're going to get in as many races as we can. Whoever our champion is, uh, we'll crown them, and uh, and we'll get back to racing. Hopefully, I think a more regular season and a regular schedule, and and just get our timing and our groove back, you know. And and uh, we'll do that next year. But this year, we still got racing to go, and uh, I don't think anybody's taken off. That's that's uh, that's really that this class means a lot to. Um, so I, I think that we're going to have some good racing going forward. I agree. We're going to have good racing. We're going to have race winners. We're going to have exciting moments. There's going to be ebb and flow. We with... might not have race winners, though. We might not have race winners <laughs> based on uh, the first one. We might just have a double DQ. So um, you don't know. You don't know. It's It's been an interesting year. And, and, yeah. and unfortunate. And one of the things that motivated me, obviously, getting ready for the for the big go is a huge deal. And everybody listens to the show. And you know that I, I trend uh, I tend to try to be positive and, right. you know, circumvent the negativity out there. And I've referenced this several times, just like reading comments and posts and opinions about what's going on in the class. There's some discontent out there, and I don't want that to be the case. And so, uh, you know, speaking with Chris, speaking with Kevin, speaking with Aaron, Drew's been on the show so many times. He's His opinion is already very clear to everybody. Uh, reaching out to Ned, all of these things just to try to give everybody a lay of the land and an understanding of where things are at and, you know, how we can, you know, how people who have power can work through them and, and try to get to a happy place. Uh, agreed. I, I think that there's there's so much that um, there's still we're able to get done this year. Um, I really do feel like there's going to be some good racing, um, whether we have 32 cars or not at Indy. We're still going to put on a good show. Uh, there's a lot of racers who are uh, looking forward to getting back to the track and getting uh, that that Wally at the U.S. Nationals. It's still the U.S. Nationals. It might just be a COVID Nationals, but but uh, but it's still the U.S. Nationals, and that's that's our biggest race of the season. 
doesn't matter what class you're in. Um, so there's, there's going to be a lot of excited people who uh, are going to try to race for that first U.S. Nationals win. And the the big go any year is a big deal. This one, I really think that whoever wins it, regardless of the circumstances, is going to look back and it's going to be special uh, because of this circumstance. So weird how time has a way of kind of erasing the pain of the moment and you think back to like how you overcame the obstacles and everybody's going to look back to this season as the year where they did, uh, you went over and above to accomplish and whoever is able to hold up wallies at these races uh, that are upcoming, especially the U.S. Nationals, they're going to covet that. They might not even realize it how much right now, but down the road, that 2020 on any trophy is going to mean something extra. Right now, 100%. In a year that's basically been a bunch of bummers um, from the very get-go, this, this is something to you know just kind of have that little bit of light at uh, – that could shine in 2020. Uh, you can make, you know, a pretty awful year into a spectacular one and uh, with a good weekend. And uh, that's any weekend on the race schedule. So, um, but the U.S. Nationals, obviously, it's just a different thing. And, and to be able to hang your hat on 2020 being that champion, that, that shows that you kind of overcame a lot more than maybe you would have had to in, a, in another year. So um, it is going to be an exciting race for sure. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what we get for a car count and what we get uh, what we get uh, happening up there in, in Indy in a little bit. Twenty one entries as of this moment. I expect that to uh, you know float around a little bit. We'll see. Um, but hey, I, I plan to be there. I've been invited back by the National Hot Rod Association. And oh, that's good. Um, yes, that's good. I'm I'm very excited to be there. They said you know it's a Super Bowl drag racing. We got to have you there, and so that's exciting. Um, you know, I know you're doing hurricane prep. Give us a quick thought, though, on what's going on with the school. We haven't been able to connect as many times this year. I know there are a lot of listeners out there, you know, younger people, people that are maybe interested in going to the school. How have you guys handled all of this, all of this, uh, not so much hurricane prep, but the pandemic chaos? I understand that education is still going on and that you've, you know, you've done workarounds. And that's really been the we- way it's all gone down. I got back from uh, the U.S. I'm sorry, the the Gator Nats, um, and we were thankfully on spring break at that time, and so we really didn't miss a beat. Um, we went straight into online. I spent a week doing the research and getting us able to be online, and obviously we are a very hands-on school, so it took a little bit more time just because of ordinances and everything like that. But but we do have students back on campus right now. Um, obviously, we are practicing the best practices for uh, social distancing and, and keeping everybody safe. And, and um, you know, we, we've got new guys starting and new gals starting um, just various classes, whether that's online or in person, just depending on the class size and, um, and where the classes are located. We're doing everything we can to keep everybody safe. We're staggering breaks and start times and things like that, but um, and continuing online at the same time. So um, we are doing making the best as, as we can. Um, while still getting the students the education that they need to go out and, and to be this next generation of engine builder and, and uh, machinist out there in the performance racing world and beyond that. Yes. Well, it, it has been, uh, it's been so interesting to get to know and get to meet students and graduates, students and graduates, and kind of hear their experience. And then as they go into, whether it be like with Travis's Factory Stock Showdown, Crew Chief, or uh, onto something else, uh, you know, that foundational education, which I'm always talking about, it's a big deal. And now is the time, like you can't uh, 
put your future plans on hold because of something that's going down in the world. In fact, it might be a time to accelerate those plans. Brian, good job. Thank you so much. I know you guys are getting ready. And uh, just because it ticked east a little bit, you still got to be prepared. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, that is also true for all our friends in Louisiana and that area as well. But uh, look forward to seeing you up there in Indy at the Big Go. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Factory Stock Podcast will continue. And I'm really hoping to interview somebody who won a race at some point this year. I'm looking forward to hearing that one. Um, Joe, thanks for everything, buddy, and I will see you uh, in a little bit. Thanks, Brian. Obviously, good luck in the storm, and we'll see you at the big go. Brian Massengill from samtech.edu. Great to hear that they are uh, going strong at the school and the next generation of crew chiefs and EFI tuners and engine builders and machinists are all still uh, on their road to their education. That is great stuff. This has been kind of an interesting show in that Getting ready for the big go, the Denso U.S. Nationals. I'm going to be there. I'm super excited for it. But there are other elements going on. And we always try to cover what's going on in this class. I'm going to take my cues from all of our guests who pretty much said, stick with the category. Stick with it. Keep it going. Problems are going to get worked out. We're going to work out these issues in time. And I'm going to enjoy the racing. And I I hope that you guys do, too. Everybody has got their own... uh, Certainly their own opinion about what's going on. It's a challenge. You've got these amazing cars, and they're going quicker and faster. If you want to hear what Drew Skillman has to say, go back into our archive. Drew has been fantastic in his straightforward nature about his thoughts on technology. Can't hold it back. You can't hold it back. Race teams are always going to try to get quicker and faster. That's the point of it. So uh, you've got these conflicting things going on. And we'll just uh, ride it out. But the race is going to be great. The Denso U.S. Nationals, we're going to have a race winner for the first time. We'll, of course, get together on the podcast. And for those of you that listen to this whole show, I just want to say thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoy it, you people out there on the Facebook groups, it's no secret that Facebook is where people kind of congregate when they like something. There's basket weavers and there's underwater diving and there's all this different stuff. And, of course, drag racing and its many facets. Factory Stock Showdown, for instance, there's the Factory Stock Era. Of course, there's the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown page. There's a bunch of different pages and groups, etc. And when we do one of these shows, we try to post it on there with respect to the group, of course, because who are we? Just somebody trying to put out our information. I do believe That if you're a fan of the category, if you're a participant in the category, and if you're someone who wants people to know about the category, you'll share the show and spread it around out there. So I want to thank those groups and people who admin those pages in advance for helping us get the shows out and all of the listeners that listen on those shows. And I'd encourage you to subscribe, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud. You can find it on your mobile phone, of course. Follow all the social media Sam Tech, Factory Stock Show, all of those things. And you'll never miss a show when a new show comes out. Of course, write a review and rate us. That's all very big and important in the podcast land. If you love these cars, and we're going to sort it out, and we're going to continue to follow this story. I want to thank Ned for providing me with the quote, that their uh, thought process. I want to thank Chris for coming on. Chris Holbrook doesn't need to come on this show. Coming on this show is not selling Holbrook racing engines. It's helping people understand where he's coming from. And I think it's good to know that. And the same is true for Aaron Stanfield and Kevin Skinner. 
really appreciate these people, these families putting these cars together, going out racing. Of course, they're entertaining themselves, but they're entertaining us, those of us that like cars also. So really appreciate it. I'm at WFO Joe. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. Otherwise, of course, I host the WFO radio podcast. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. People listen and watch. We do live streams. But this is one of the, the most favorite things that I do. Really appreciate it. Thanks to Brian for coming on the show as well, taking a little time out of his hurricane preparedness. And all of you listeners who listen to this show on a weekly basis, uh, thank you so much. If you're at the Denzo U.S. Nationals and you see me going by, I'll be thrilled because it'll be my first event since Gainesville. I'm very excited to be back. And we're going to try to continue to cover the category, cover the story, follow the story, storylines and opinions that are going on behind the scenes, good, bad, and otherwise. So stick with us. Stick with the category. Uh, root for your favorites as best as they can. If you're a Ford fan, there, there's a couple that are going to be there. And who knows? It's not too late for people to change their minds, is it? it might be. All right, everybody, that's going to do it. We'll see you next time right here on Factory Stock Podcast. The Big Go. We'll see you next week. Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience in the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. In addition to the Blockhead and CNC programs, Sam now offers motorsport EFI tuning and an Associates of Applied Science degree. And Sam is a military-friendly school, approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today.